at that at that very moment that was core i'm choosing ashley as my romance era that is that is strike one and two against you still chase <laughs> i think that's you a- are on thin ice now my guy Krongus, Chase. <laughs> Two things. One, yes, Krongus. We recorded a whole episode. Audacity said no. We are now looking into different solutions so that this never happens again. <laughs> At the same time that you were saying that, I was about to start singing gamers playing over an open fire. Oh, that's beautiful. That's way more beautiful than what I said, which is just Krongus, Krongus. which means nothing. Yeah, it, really. was a, it was a mistake that I said, and then we sort of lost it. <laughs> at the end of the last episode maybe that's why maybe that's why i got tossed in the dumpy is it an episode if it never sees the light of day maybe not exists in our hearts still for better or worse yeah it's such a shame god such a shame chase was for the record chase was trying to say congress yes as in like the political body yeah and fucked it up and said krongus yeah. had real bone bone energy for yeah. everybody in the know about that <laughs> yeah it was a mistake and it was fun <laughs> unfortunately for better or worse that's great. sort of like I feel like a lot of Podtimism's sense of humor is just like a mistake of a word and then like, hey, that's funny. I mean, Baldur's Gape was one of our <laughs> biggest jokes for a that's while. True, so yeah. Not surprised. Although I am excited for some for some gate news on Thursday. Have you heard about that? No. The Game Awards? Is, is, there, is there Baldur's Gate stuff happening? There's going to be an announcement of some sort. I'm hoping for a release date. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Baldur's Gate. I bet it's going to be good. Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah. It's Larian, dude. Larian, I've not played a Larian game that I was not pretty fully obsessed and invested in yeah i'm into it did you ever beat divinity original sin 2 i sure didn't it's a long game it yeah it was like i'm having a great time and there is so much in front of me <laughs> just it don't end uh hey real quick it's video game podtimism the optimist video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming got that one in like five seconds that one felt really fast we should start timing you <laughs> we need some we need some records here speed run it you're you're you like speed running i do kind of like speed running i i wish i was better at that i wish that was like a uh, like i had one game maybe that's what i'll do in 2023 i'll find my game that i speed run david i think you're almost there with metal gear solid 2 i probably could no that's not true we looked up the the records and it's like shockingly low <laughs> <laughs> Something to aspire to. Yeah. You could do it. I believe in you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anyway, it's video games, man. We're still here. We're talking about them. That's it. Goaty's soon. Goaty is really soon. I'm really... Oh, wait. I'm David. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm Chase. <laughs> Jesus. We didn't even do it. I was so caught up in my own speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you were talking about Sonic. Yeah. True. Just two episodes ago. You, I feel like you love the speed in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. It's because there's so many video games to talk about, and I want to just talk about them now. Can I throw this out there? Yeah, please. Real quick. Yeah. Is it the audacity color scheme as well? Those lines mm. look a little sonic bluey to me. That is true. Audacity does have a sort of sonic undertone to it. And it's got yellow on the outside. Looks like a ring. Looks like a ring. Looks like supersonic to me. Just throwing it out there. Maybe you've been incepted and you didn't even know. We start recording in a different software and like this podcast totally changes. We, we just never talk about Sonic ever again. <laughs> who? Hideo Kojima. Ow. Who is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do you want to go first or should i go first i don't know i don't know why usually you just go about the video games i mean if you want to switch it up if you're feeling like you need to get get these video games off your chest kind of i'm totally, I'm totally fine with you going first a little bit hit me with it what, what you've been playing chase cool wow it's it's a nice little treat we, every this happens every now and then but it always feels like <laughs> such a treat whenever it happens 
Chases chases the uh, ever gentleman, and then every once in a while, I pull the reverse gentleman on him. Yeah, that's nice. It makes it even more special. It feels good. It's nice. N- nice to be mm-hmm. treated. I played some Doom 3, David. Ooh. Why? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my question. The, the easy answer is that it was on Game Pass, and I was like, I haven't played Doom 3 mm. since it came out. And uh, it was a very bizarre experience. I played like probably three or four hours of it, and it was a cool experience it was very Mm -hmm. weird i am a big fan of doom i was like i played it on my dad's lap when i was younger so like i have like this very Mm -hmm. old parental connection to like the first two i think Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed the most recent entries too the uh 2016 and then doom eternal were both they're so good they're very good and having played those recently and also played the other dooms those the most recent two feel very in line with the originals like doom one and two and then 64 to some extent as well Mm -hmm. where the game design that they're using in those games feels familiar it feels like the intention is to make the the experience very visceral and fast-paced and yeah to kind of never let you catch your breath but at the same time, it's fun, not stressful, mm-hmm. unless you're playing on like some fucked up difficulty. But it's it's in- intended to be like just a very visceral experience. And that's similar to how the first ones were. It was very fast. Um, you can just run really quickly in those ones. Mm-hmm. And compared to a lot of other shooters, it was a lot more like run and gun, a lot of frenetic sort of gameplay where you're just like kind of sprinting through these levels and there's like a bunch of you know caca demons chasing you or something caca um, demons is that what you said uh, yeah i think those are the big red guys caca like poop uh caco c-a-c-o demon caco demons gotcha, yeah. gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha. The, the big red guys with the teeth and stuff mm-hmm. so like that was the thing however d- this bizarre game doom 3 came out i think in 2004 and man it, it feels like doom was having like an, kind of an identity crisis in hindsight <laughs> yeah because the the previous entry i think it was doom 64 or like lost doom levels or something like that ultimate doom one of those things um Mm -hmm. had come out i think in like 96 or something so it had been a while since they had put one out yeah and by and large those games were very similar like from the original doom up through uh the all of the entries previous to doom 3 they're very similar like they're using a similar like palette doom 64 is like darker a little bit but like by and large it's the same stuff Mm -hmm. but this one like really bucked that trend because they were moving into 3d and i think the 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 biggest thing that happened was that the the first person shooter genre is going through this like upheaval Mm -hmm. of changing from what it was into something new like half-life one came out shortly after the previous doom entry came out Mm -hmm. and it this game feels so much like it is just pulling from Half-Life 1. I think, you yeah, know, like, oh, Half-Life 1 did some spooky stuff, so let's do yes. that too. Yeah, it was like it was intended to be a little bit scarier. I think the idea of setting it in a place that is kind of driven by this capitalist desire to like get more stuff or more money. In Half-Life, mm-hmm. it was the case of like, we've taken science too far. In this one, it's mm-hmm. like they're mining on Mars and they've discovered like demons essentially, which like, great. As a concept, I love that's a that. a great idea. I love that hell is on Mars. That's really, really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like, both of those are, like, the thematically feels kind of similar. I think tonally, like, the journey of the first hour or so is, like, you show up on this, I guess, like, mining area or something. It's, like, a, an outpost on Mars. Mm-hmm. And essentially, shit just falls to pieces in a similar way to Half-Life 1, where, you know, you're walking through the science facility as Gordon, and, like, you go into the, like, test chamber. Not the test chamber, but the, like, big, like, reactor chamber shit falls apart yeah. like they open the rift or whatever very mm-hmm. similar stuff happens and essentially just brings you into the rest of the game which is uh this place is falling apart and we have to either escape or fix it and like it, it 
yeah, it, it feels pretty good. Like it, it it's firing on similar similar cylinders to Half Life One, where it sets tone pretty well. It is uh, spooky. I wouldn't say this is scary. Mm-hmm. I remember it being a lot scarier, and that just could be like it looked better at the time. Like 2004 is a pretty sure. early game, but it doesn't. I think the shooting doesn't feel as good in, in comparison to the newer ones, and especially like I think yeah. Halo had come out uh, you know three years prior to this. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think it took a while for games to kind of catch up to, like, what was going on there. Yeah, Halo was, like, a good five years ahead of its time, it felt like. Yeah. And so I think they're pulling from that, too, but it just wasn't really clear how exactly to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, I think I think Doom was just looking for a new identity here, and this is where it landed. It's not bad, mm-hmm. per se, but I think it, it does feel very different than the other entries. I talked about this last time we talked about this, but... One of the most bizarre things, I think, on launch was that the flashlight was something you had to equip explicitly Mm -hmm. in Doom 3, in the the original release. It was like a weapon, essentially. You had to go into your weapon select or press a button or something, and it swapped over to your flashlight. And so a lot of the, I guess, terror of the game was just not being able to see very well. Yeah. Which, in parts, it does work where the lighting is done well, like where you can just kind of see the monster that's like lurking in the dark. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, it's really good, but it's pretty often just so dark that I cannot see anything. And I'm just like, yeah, taking damage. Like, like I don't, I can't see a single thing. You're like, I just can't see things. Otherwise I'd be <laughs> yeah. doing okay. But the, the bizarre sort of thing is that in this version, it must've been some sort of updated version of doom three, but uh, I'm phrased that weird in doom three, doom three, doom three, <laughs> but you don't have to equip it in this one. It is just, a thing that you can use it has like a battery on it but it is it re, uh, refills incredibly quickly and so mm-hmm. it's it's not nearly as challenging to see the enemies i'm sort of mixed on whether or not that like takes away from the design of the game because i would say that it's like frustrating to have to equip your flashlight and at the time even i remember playing it and being like i don't think i like that very much but I also remember it being much scarier. And so I wonder if yeah. that was still the case, if mm-hmm. it would still be quite as intimidating, but it was a lot easier to play through in this case. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't die very much and I remember dying a lot in the first time I played it. So sure. I do wonder if that's sort of the difference. I would, I would think so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bizarre. I, I think like if you don't have the history with doom or like, you know, th- have an enjoyment of the other ones, or even if you do, it's, it's an interesting play because like, it's just, it's not like the other ones, you know, like it, it, it would be as if the Godfather turned into an anime in, in part <laughs> two or something. Whoa. Don't give anybody <laughs> any ideas, Chase. Dude, I would watch the anime <laughs> rendition of the godfather are you kidding please i would watch the shit out of that oh my god all right animators <laughs> i don't even know who you would contact for that can you imagine if studio ghibli dropped the fucking godfather all nine hours of it one two and three all together mm-hmm. the whole thing i mean if ghibli's doing it <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing this be, is this a ghibli joint i'll watch that one <laughs> this is a ghibli joint <laughs> It's ridiculous. Anyway, so an interesting game. I I like if somebody told me, hey, my favorite Doom is Doom 3, it'd be like, sure. Do you like but I would also sort of expect them to say the other ones aren't as good to me. I would expect them to explain themselves, right? Yeah, like I, I get it, right? Like it is doing very different stuff than the other ones. And so I would sort of expect somebody to be like, no, the other ones are too like actiony. I, I like this one better. Because was the next Doom after Doom 3, Doom 2020? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Doom 2016. Which is That's a wild. long ass time. It's a long time. Yeah, it's it's very strange. They just didn't know what to do with Doom for a while. They're just like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, yeah. There was a number of like kind of re 
releases of Doom. And I think this is the one that's on Game Pass is the BFG edition. Of course, I, that that came out in 2012, which so far as I can tell is mostly just a, kind of a, an up res. And uh, so they've changed a number of things. The flashlight, I think, being one of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 2016 was the one after that. So there was a 12 year gap between like main entries in this. Wow. Which is nuts. That's that's a long time. That's a long ass time. And it really I, I think it really shows that they have like they took a while to be like, OK, let's try and figure this out. And it makes sense. There was so much going on in first person shooters at the time that like. I, I feel like it would be so hard to even keep up with how quickly things are moving between like 2004 and 2010. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was so much shooter stuff happening in there and like some of it good, some of it kind of just the same Call of Duty every year, but like eventually kind of settled. And I think 2016 was a really good time to strike for that of like, mm-hmm. okay, things have like mostly calmed down. We've got like a number of pretty good shooter games. Let's try and figure out like what made this series special i mean they could have just put out another iteration of doom 3 right like doom 4 could have been another version of that but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm personally glad that they chose to return to the other formula because i do think it works really well it's a breath of fresh air in the fps genre those new ones yeah that's true there aren't many that run around and shoot as much as possible gotta go fast and it rewards that gotta gotta go fast sonic rears his head again Have you been playing Sonic Frontiers, Chase? I honestly, I thought about it. I wanted to come on here and say some just obscene <laughs> shit about Sonic, but I couldn't justify it. Like, I want you to get deep into Sonic lore. That's what I want to see. That I mean, that's probably an episode at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere down the line. So I've also been playing another strange entry, David, mm-hmm. uh, which is Cyberpunk 2077, of course. Beautiful. For anybody who's first episode, this is not normally the kind of games <laughs> that I bring. I feel like this is a real like Dorito crusted version of the games that I usually Dorito play. Dorito crusted version. And uh, yeah, so like I promise I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with some indie games next week or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, this is Chase's turn to the dark side right now. Yeah, real kind of nor- typical, typical gamer. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing cyberpunk. I, I suspect a lot of people who are listening to this will have this context of what this game is um, just because it was so gigantic and hyped mm-hmm. in 2020, which feels like a wild amount of time for this game to have been out for. Does not feel like it's been out for two years. No, December of 2020, no less. So it's almost exactly two years. This was, I'll give it a little bit just in case anybody doesn't have the full thing, but like this was the uh, most recent game by CD Projekt Red, which was like a big old game company. They had done all the Witcher games and uh, I think it built like kind of a lot of good faith from the internet, which can be kind of a... It can be kind of a curse in a certain way. Absolutely. If you mess up once, then you become <laughs> yeah. the pariah. Yeah. And like, damn, did they do that? They mess, yeah, they messed up pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. There is, it, it's, I don't, I don't want to dogpile on this game too much. Like, I think the internet has done that enough, but like, I think the long and short of it was the game was just really not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And at, at least to the standards of like, you know, a lot of other games that are coming out at the time. There was a, it felt like there was a lot missing. And I think that is evidenced by how cohesive this playthrough that I've been doing has felt. Mm-hmm. It feels way more done and ready. And like, I'm, I'm playing this on the PlayStation 5 and like, it runs great. It looks great. There are like people on the street. I don't know why the last time I played it, but that felt like such a big deal that like, there's nobody out here. It's like one guy every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's not, that's not immersive. No, That's not what they it, promised, it, right? It, yeah, like on launch, it very frequently was reminding me like, hey, this is a video game. Yes. It, you yeah. know, with all the crashes and the performance issues and everybody T-posing all the time and shit. Like, mm-hmm. 
it was uh it wasn't it wasn't the experience that i was hoping for and like i i will i will say that i am not one of the people who was expecting this to be like the second coming of god that it seemed like some of the internet thought this game was going to be it yeah again i i hesitate to open the can of warns of crusading against the internet's uh high hopes but like goddamn i i think by it being the follow-up to the witcher them recruiting keanu like it was just hitting on like every internet thing it was yeah it was definitely felt like they were purposefully baiting along the internet (laughs) yeah (laughs) with especially with the keanu thing yeah and it's very bizarre because like having played a lot more of it now it's not like this game is like like i said the second coming of god it's like it's a video game you know like it feels to me in in the good moments like a very good combination of like deus ex uh, human mm-hmm. revolution and like kind of a gta thing and like a little bit of some of the open world stuff that you get from like an ubisoft game right like mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a groundbreaking formula i would say no. like uh, you know like elden ring or breath of the wild like had a much bigger splash as far mm-hmm. as like new ideas i think just people were expecting it to be just like perfection of all of those things you know and it's yeah. not that even in the in the even in the experience that it's it is now it's not that it's i i am enjoying the game quite a bit but like it's it's not the end all be all mm-hmm. so anyway about the video game outside of the context like i'm enjoying it like i said it's it it reminds me of deus ex which is a game that i really really liked in i think that one came out in like 2011 or something like that human revolution is that the one yeah that's that's the first of the like newer two mm-hmm. and uh yeah i really liked that game it, it's bizarre that it didn't have much more of an influence i feel like i don't hear a lot about deus ex that's a good one um, it was good. I, I liked it. And I, I think the parts about it that I liked were that in any situation or mission or side mission that you went into, it felt like there was a lot of different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And because in Deus Ex, there were all these options of a like character customization, customization and like skill customization, it felt closer to like an immersive sim, uh, sort of like a prey or dishonored or to some extent. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, what was the like time loop game? Death loop? Deathloop, kind of similar to Deathloop in that way. Deathloop is, a, is another can of worms, but like an immersive sim, right? Where you have a lot of different ways to approach a different situation. And mm-hmm. the good parts of this game to me, or at least the parts that I'm really enjoying, are those parts where it's like, hey, I've got a side mission. There is a, a, a document or something in this building full of like gang members that I need to go steal. And there's so many different ways to do that, right? Like mm-hmm. you could just run in there, shoot everybody and take it. Or you can try and like hack your way in or turn off the cameras or sneak around and like have nobody see you. Or uh, if you've got like, you know, cybernetic legs, you can jump onto the roof and en- enter through like this, the skylight or something you do like, like your cybernetic legs don't you i i do i like going in the <laughs> weird way and so like i i like that i i like when there's a, a number of different ways you can play the game and the game rewards you for doing any of those like th- this game is similar to parts of skyrim where like the more you do a certain kind of action the higher that skill goes which ends up allowing you to level up too so like if you hack a lot then your hacking skill will go up or mm-hmm. uh if you sneak around then your sneaking skills will go up and stuff that always like that. makes the most sense to me right like that it feels good and the game is giving you little rewards for playing the game how you like to play it great yeah perfect. I'm, I'm so i'm so surprised that more games don't do that way yeah it, it is surprising that that isn't a more common experience because yeah because like, that's how I, I gain experience in real in the real world <laughs> yeah. is by doing things yeah. right not like getting this currency to then spend on a skill a point, point that makes you jump three percent higher yeah. yeah exactly right and so that part of it i think is really fun i think also the the world building in this is just really great i i think that the cohesion the sense that like this game is not 
you know, just a video game that is constantly blowing up aids to that a lot. Like it looks really good. I think when it's running on the, the PS5 in like performance mode, it's really smooth. And like, mm-hmm. it's also really not afraid to use color in a way that I really appreciate. I feel like so many of these like open world games are just kind of like different shades of gray and brown. Mm-hmm. And this game is like very bright and the, the yeah. color palette's really like bold, which I, I really enjoy. I mm-hmm. think visually it's a very stunning game. Yeah. Which is really cool. Uh, it obviously, you know, the it takes place in uh, Night City, which is this like kind of futuristic, terrible place where corporations own everything, you know, like corporate hellscape. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that leads to a whole, you know, can of worms with the story and the narrative and all that sort, sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm very mixed on the story. So I, I mentioned this last time, but mm-hmm. the, the game does this very strange buildup in the first five hours where you go through like a very lengthy tutorial and a lot of cutscenes and a lot of like intro with your chosen uh, character like background. Like you can either be like a corporate worker or a nomad or a street kid or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it leads you through these tutorials. And anyway, you end up uh, joining up with Jackie Wells, this character, and uh, doing a heist, right? Like that is the the conclusion of the tutorial, which lasts a while. Mm-hmm. I remember this being many, many hours of working through the game and getting through it. And like, I, I'll say it's doing fine in those moments, but it is, uh, I would consider kind of slow. It's really not letting you off the reins at all um, in, in the way that, when I'm playing Skyrim, I can just sort of like wander immediately after fighting the big dragon in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go in any direction in that game. Uh, the giants might kick your ass if you walk into one of their like camps. Send you, send you into the stratosphere even. <laughs> yeah, knock you into space. But like it's an option available to you. And I think that like those that's the part of those open world games that really appeals to me. When mm-hmm. uh, the game just says, here's this incredible space, go find what you like to do in it. Mm-hmm. and cyberpunk does eventually do that it just takes a while to get there um and sure. so it's the the foot that it is putting forth is this kind of like character driven story mm. which i think it does work there too but it's very weird that it tries to do that and then six hours later put another foot forward and like it kind of resets in a certain sense i mm. i can't go into this like super spoiler reasons in case somebody like really doesn't want to get spoiled here but like for one reason or another, Jackie is no longer available to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And it sort of feels like they like ripped that out of your hand a little bit while while they've been building it up themselves. It's very bizarre. And yeah. you kind of have to like restart and reintroduce a bunch of characters. And not to mention, this is also the moment in time where you are presented with Johnny Silverhand, the biggest turd in Night City. <laughs> I talked about this when we recorded last time, and I will he say did. it again. God damn, I do not like Johnny Silverhand. No, I do not like this Johnny. Are you going to do like a Dr. Seuss right now? I felt like I was going that direction. You were, right? going, you were going that direction. I do not like this Johnny Silverhand. I do not like him and his plan. He does have a plan. That is true. I do not like his silly hand. Mm-hmm. I miss my right hand, Jackie, man. Jackie Wells. <laughs> Jackie Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, so this is very weird. So like this person, Johnny Silverhand is like a character in Cyberpunk, the original like tabletop game. This was a tabletop game first? It was a tabletop game. Yeah. Whoa, I had no idea. Yeah, it's a bit older too. I think this is like a, a kind of a more classic tabletop game. I had and no idea. Wow. It's, it's pulling a lot from that too. Like a lot of the like proper nouns involved are very similar. Like Chumba. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. How do you know that? I'll tell you later. <laughs> Whoa, David. <laughs> anyway, 
So they they introduce this dude and like he he is a character, but God, I just can't fucking stand the guy. He is, I think, intentionally. The game knows this. He's intentionally kind of an asshole, mm-hmm. and he's saying stuff that I agree with. He is a very anti-capitalist dude, and I think the whole game is in a certain sense. Um, at, at least the veneer that it has. But man, is he just a turd? He's like constantly shit talking you as V. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about how big his hog is all the time, which like sucks. Um, <laughs> he's, I, I think in in the original tabletop game there was a ridiculous uh, a class called a rocker, mm-hmm. which uh, is a fine thing in a tabletop game that like kind of makes sense contextually. But mm-hmm. like, man, is it so bad when they call Johnny a rocker because he used to be a musician? Mm. Like, if it, it feels so bad. Um, it's a big I just, time rocker. It's it's yeah, it sucks. Um, point being, I don't like Johnny. I think the game part of the arc of the story is kind of coming to terms with him, but it's it's so tough. And I think like it makes what is already a veil very male centric game even more male centric. Sure, yeah. I, I was playing this around M the other day. She's like, man, I can't wait for Keanu's big adventure to be over because she uh, a refuses to learn the word cyberpunk, which is understandable. Um, but uh, <laughs> but the fair enough. It's it's just such a male centered game. Like, I, I think there is mm-hmm. so much unexamined violence and a lot of nudity. And I, I think Keanu or uh, Johnny really adds to that. Like. He's just kind of this shitty dude who's hanging around you the whole time and from time to time will pop up and be like, who's this asshole? It's like, God, Johnny, stop. Like, yeah, I, I want to make just my own decisions. Here. Just being a turd. Yeah. And so anyway, point being about all this stuff is that the, it feels like the game had two beginnings. Like there was mm-hmm. the intro with Jackie and then it started over with the intro with Johnny. It's like, this is the real game now. It it sort of felt like they were like running with this thread and then Keanu called them back and said like, yes, I'll be in your game. And they're like, oh mm-hmm. my God, we got to change everything. Um, And so it, it's very bizarre. I, the way that I started playing this game this time was that I had just started where my save was left off from the last time I was playing. Mm-hmm. Which is really nice because I didn't have to do that intro again. And not that That's I don't nice. like Jack. I, I, it's not that I don't like Jackie, but like I like when the game just says like, "All right, go do it, go hang out." Um, and I was immediately able to do that. Chase, which, I know this is the public-facing forum we have right now, but you can say yes. if you like Johnny Silverhand better than Jackie Wells. That's fine. This is a, <laughs> this is a, this is a safe space for that. I so don't. <laughs> Johnny sucks, David. You got to skip over the whole part with Jack and you said that's a good thing. I, it's just, just such a, This is sus. <laughs> it is such a long intro. And like, especially having played the game, a lot of it is just teaching you how to do it. Like, okay, we're going to sneak past the bad guys. Mm-hmm. and But if you're quiet, you can grab them. And it's like, I, I totally get it. I have played a video game before. It's I know like, oh, what's yeah. happening here. It's just like, oh, we're, so we're playing a video game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You press X to jump. I get it. Excuse me. I didn't realize this was a game. <laughs> And so, like, I, I think that's what drove it home to me because, like, it felt like a totally serviceable beginning to the game to just start where I was starting from. I kind mm-hmm. of didn't need the rest of it. Um, and so it just it, it felt very, very weird to do that and feel fine. That is strange. I think, like, overall, this game's story is, like I said, very anti-capitalist. And I think it's just constantly presenting you with people who have gotten fucked by this system mm-hmm. who are sympathetic people, right? Like... Either people who have turned to crime and like that's their way of coping with living under this like version of society, people who didn't cope with it at all, 
and mm-hmm. have turned to either like using drugs or uh, violence or like gang violence or anything like that. Yep. You see it constantly. It is just a, a ever present part of the game is the mm-hmm. feeling that like this world has been destroyed by capitalist greed. And you also, on the other hand, see people who are benefiting from that, like just wildly rich people, mm-hmm. um, especially if you start in the corpo like background, which is really interesting. Like you mm-hmm. really see it, which is it, it's interesting to have both. It's not just like this total apocalyptic hellscape where everything has been destroyed yeah. it's like no there's still people who are living great and that almost sucks worse were you a corpo i started a corpo yeah i i also started this game in 2020 which mm. if that adds to the the context and so i think that part of it is like that is commentary in itself right is is saying this is how the world is and look at how bad it is mm-hmm. but i sort i sort of wish that they would say it a little bit more with their chest like the this game obviously reminds me a lot of GTA. Like I, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of common DNA in there. And I feel like GTA really with the exception of GTA 4, which is a really good game. Most of those games sort of have this veneer like they're saying something profound or like that they're really like sticking it to society. And I don't think that they're really doing that. I think that they're like satirizing it in a way that is like, you know, look at how ridiculous it is to live in modern society, society, yeah. right? Like it's like don't don't corporations suck but like buy our shark cards please (laughs) yeah like it's it it feels like that where they they are showing you how absurd it is right like if you listen to the radio in gta or if you see the billboards or the ads or how terrible everybody treats each other and shit like that it is a world that is just rooted in this like pessimistic and nihilist take on like humans and society and everything Mm -hmm. and like that's part of it right like that's what what a lot of like crime movies are it's it's very it's a very nihilistic take it's all kind of like shit's fucked and that's it and you know you got to get your bag or whatever Mm -hmm. um but i I feel like gta at least gta 5 being kind of fresh in my memory is like it sort of felt like it was trying to say something but i just don't know that it really ever did that Mm. again gta 4 you're my beautiful child you can sit over there gta 4 had some shit to say and i really liked it this is the gordon ramsay meme with gta 4 and gta 5 (laughs) pretty much man yeah gta 5 is a fucking donkey like it just it was so interested in its own mechanics and like showing you how to play tennis that like it never really got off the ground as far as what it was saying mark zuckerberg's head or whatever it was exactly it's perfect yeah perfect level in that one of like what is what is the point is it just saying like tech ceo's bad because like yeah but like show that to me yeah yeah i I, i've been listening to uh uh, shout out eye of the duck podcast they've been talking about all of george romero's like dawn of the dead movies Mm -hmm. and you know just all the of the dead i should say and like in all of those movies that that at least the dudes on eye of the duck were saying that like romero is just like ruthlessly criticizing american society just constantly blow after blow like showing you how kind of like fucked it is but it is not in a way that is like toothless they they, they have mm-hmm. something to say right like and a lot of them are rooted in like the time that they came out right like i think dawn yeah. of the dead was came out in 68 or something like that that's a good movie. So it's a very good movie it's got a lot to say right like a Says lot of stuff yeah it's very concerned with like vietnam and like race relations mm-hmm. and shit like that oh yeah um it is a, a george romero had some weird shit to say about like oh it's i didn't intentionally make like the black guy the uh the big sort of hero of it mm. but like god damn man it is a weird coincidence that that's how the story played out yeah and like it's it's intentional it is intentional that like it is uh playing on like race expectations especially for 68 which was like such a brutal year in american history Mm. and it's no like 
I, I don't think it's a mistake that it, he's like the first or the, the guy in the end of the movie to be shot by the police. Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it is, it, those movies are just so ruthlessly criticizing and something that, uh, uh I, the duck brought up was that they talked about 2004's Dawn of the Dead, the Snyder and, uh, gun movie. Yeah, sure. And like how they're using a similar context, like a similar, like the foreground is very similar, right? Like it's about zombies and like people surviving zombies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like the the movie just kind of seems interested in being like, aren't like killing zombies cool and like guns are sick and explosions and stuff like that. Yeah. Without really saying stuff, but it feels similar. Like it feels like they're trying to say something. And especially at the end of that one, when like the main cast is like, hey, we got out. And then they just all get like brutally killed on like a boat or something. Hmm. Um, it, it felt like the, the takeaway there was like shit's fucked, right? Like what is it? Yeah. What is the point? Right. Like I think it's it's a fun movie to watch but it, it, in a similar mm. way to kind of how i was feeling about gta 5 like this that movie felt similar of like what what are you saying it feels like there's something that is trying to be said here but it ends up kind of just being like yeah it's all fucked like what and say it with your chest you know like yeah there have been so many games this year that are set in like this kind of corporate hellscape like mm-hmm. uh citizen sleeper comes up in a lot of discussions about this uh hard space shipbreaker was a game that i, I love that's the one that comes to my mind yeah and like in uh citizen sleeper like you're you're trying to figure out like how to live in this like uh space station in a world that is again like very uncaring for who you are or like what you've been through or like how you got here it's just like you kind of got to survive and not to mention like all this these questions that they put forth about like you know who owns you who does who does your body belong to all that sort of stuff mm. but the the youtuber matt horton friend of the show has a very good youtube video about citizen sleeper which you should watch you should go check that out if you're interested in any of that sure yeah I, I, in the same way like hard space shipbreaker puts you in this like terrible job that is just awful the working conditions are terrible you get like a middle manager that is just awful and like it i think until the end of the game it's just like wow this is brutal but at the very end of it there is this very pointed scene where you can very explicitly see what is being said it's a lot about collective action it's a lot about unionization and shit like that or even something like final fantasy 7 right where like living in midgard is fucking hell and uh but because the game is like so optimistic and the characters in it, and especially the members of Avalanche, are so optimistic and like fighting against this system. It feels like this kind of uh, like radical version of hope or optimism that they're displaying in an otherwise like very brutal world. And when I come back to looking at Cyberpunk, it's just sort of like, isn't it fucked? Like, yes, I agree, it is fucked. And Johnny knows it's fucked too, and he's trying to burn the system down. But like, like I, I just want, I want them to dig into it because they've built such a good world, such a believable, like kind of not post-apocalypse but terrible capitalist place. That like, do it, sell it, like give me, give me the commentary. Mm-hmm. Other than just it's bad, isn't it bad when corporations do this? <laughs> so I don't know. It's it like. The game part of this game is very enjoyable, and I also mm-hmm. uh, am enjoying doing all these side missions. I realized that I've been mainlining the main quest because I didn't know how to use the map properly. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I, last time I played, I unfiltered everything and just filtered for main missions. And so whenever I pulled up the map, I'm like, I guess this is just what I'm doing. Guess just doing the missions. Here we go. <laughs> and then when I went back and looked, I'm like, oh shit, no wonder I feel underleveled. Like there there's so much other stuff that i need to be doing so uh was able to do that and it's very fun i'm enjoying all that but i think if if you're looking for like the biting sort of commentary that a lot of other games this year especially have done really well it's not necessarily present here and maybe that'll change in the last 11th hour of the game but i sort of they haven't been building to that if that's what's gonna happen 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, a, a very mixed experience, I'll say, about this game. Sure. The the video game part of it, fun, but the rest of it, like, eh. Yeah. Anyway, David, one more game. It's quick. One more. Okay, let's hear it. I've been playing Need for Speed Unbound, David. Is that the new one? It's the new Need for Speed game. Okay. That, like, just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Um, I had read nothing about this. I barely knew that it was coming out. Somebody on Twitter was like, hey, why is nobody talking about this game? And like EA themselves, I don't, I didn't see a lot of stuff about this game. I, I didn't see a lot of like marketing or ads or, um, it's also built by Criterion of oh. uh, burn, Burnout fame. Burnout, which, yeah. Yeah. And so like I found all that information, you know, I guess through Twitter uh, after mm-hmm. it launched, I was like, hey, that sounds cool. Um, it's also on Game Pass or Sort of. You have a 10-hour free trial of this game on Game Pass. It's a long time. It's a long time. (laughs) It's a lot of game. And so, like, I suspect if I am, if I have gotten to the end of 10 hours and I'm like, yes, I would like to play more, the game has earned its money at that point. True enough. Anyway, it's a racing game. And it's kind of like a lot of other Need for Speed games. You do street racing Mm -hmm. and uh, you will eventually need to evade the police. Reminds me of Most Wanted, the Need for Speed Most Wanted that came out on Xbox. Um... Way the back racing in the day now. yeah yeah i think that was a i think that was a 360 title mm-hmm. and the racing itself reminds me a lot of uh underground oddly enough there is a a similar kind of arcadey feel to the racing it is not the simulation game that we've seen a lot of like even forza horizon like is still kind of a, a simulation racing game mm-hmm. it's ridiculous and over the top and you can get a, get away with a lot of shit but this game is very much like no just drift you gotta drift yeah. everywhere here's the drift button yeah i think the most like immediately notable thing about this game is its visual style Mm. it's got this very interesting kind of like animated graphical style that ends up looking really cool essentially like whenever you do something very neat like you go off a jump or something Mm -hmm. there's these like little doodles that'll pop up on or around your car like they look like hand-drawn like doodles like if you're in the air you get like little wings around your car or if mm. you're doing a drift, it's like uh, starting to spit out like animated smoke from your tires and shit like that. It it looks so it's very stylish. Cool. It's very stylish. It reminds me of this game for PS2 called Auto Modelista, which was this like cell shaded racing game. Oh yeah, it was really good. It was a very solid game, um, but that one's like really over the top, very cell shaded. Like looks like um, Wind Waker at that point. Sure. This one is not nearly as uh, heavy with its cell shading. It's kind of like a light touch sort of thing where if you just see the car or like the street, it looks pretty realistic. Like there's very real shadows and the cars all look pretty real. But when it's moving really quickly, when you're racing, it kind of blurs the line a little bit to where it's a little bit of hand drawn stuff. The uh, the like brake lights and all the like lights coming off of your car look a little bit more cell shaded. And the characters themselves are also like very, very cell shaded. They're like. That reminds me a lot more of like Jet Set Radio and the way that the the characters are kind of like different than uh, the the world that Need for Speed is showing. Very like stylized and cartoony, which I think is cool. I think it's like a very cool stylistic choice. So yeah, I, I think like visually it's a very interesting game. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen something done like that before. Yeah. Um, and the racing is like good. I'm enjoying the racing, right? Like I think if you have played one of the older Need for Speed games, you will feel at home with this. Does it feel more need for speedy or burnouty? I think that you can feel both in there. I think mm. the, the actual racing, the feeling of the cars feels need for speed like. But when you like crash, it feels like a burnout game where sure. like you really, really crash and your car gets Things pretty fucked go up. nuts. And so like, I, I think I think you can feel either of those. It ends up feeling pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of the races are pretty short. 
uh, like, you know, you get maybe a handful of minutes is how many any individual race will be. And so I think what the game is encouraging players to do is do a race and do it almost perfect, like do it really, really well. Mm hmm. It also makes that more explicit by um, you don't have like a rewind like in any of the other more modern like simulation games, which honestly is kind of a tough <laughs> like update. I sure. forgot that we didn't always do that. <laughs> you're like, wait, no, I want to I want to do that I, I would like to rewind that last turn. <laughs> hold, hold on, sir. But because it's a lot shorter, you don't necessarily have to, right? Like it's you've only been racing for a minute or something. Mm -hmm. And the game gives you a certain allotted amount of retries for any level. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of intentionally being like, you should do these until it feels about right, mm. which is cool. I, I think that's a, that's a cool idea. And like they're doing it at the macro level rather than the micro level. Like Forza does it in the micro level where you just immediately do that turn again. Whereas yeah. this one is like, we're trying to encourage you to do a really good lap or something like that. That's interesting um, that Sims and uh, arcade games swapped mm -hmm. there because also that's the same how it was for hot wheels unleashed you can't rewind you just gotta go yeah, yeah. Right? i think the chaos is part of it right like i think absolutely the, that's part getting of the in collisions and like it's definitely a game where like you need to be hitting the nos all the time it's one of those mm -hmm. games mm -hmm. if you're doing like racing and oncoming traffic or drafting you're building up nos kind of slowly and so like you yep. really should be using that as often as you can not to mention a very easy way to stop yourself from like sliding around just to just hit nos mm -hmm. um for whatever reason that will straighten you right out and so like <laughs> You said if racing you're... into oncoming traffic to build NOS and I just got transported back to Burnout 3. <laughs> so yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. It's very good. I, I think it is, speaking of Doom, it's a, it's a very more in the line of Doom of like we're trying to make this race as intense as possible, not because you have to be very precise with your movements and your braking, but like you can barely see oncoming traffic until it is right up on you and you are going 150 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it also does the thing where you kind of get like Metroided where it starts you in a really nice car and then uh, some shit goes down and, uh, <laughs> and you lose all your Give cool car, car stuff. Yeah. yeah. You have to restart, which I, I was happy about. Like I like the parts of racing games where you start you like in terrible the cars. I love the shitty cars. I bought a civic in the game. I was like, yes, perfect. I love that. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's good. And not to mention it's, it's very bizarre, but the story is not bad. I don't know that it's capital S saying something, but like, it's fun. Like, mm -hmm. Like I said, you, you, you are working for this guy named, uh, I think it's Rydell, uh, mm -hmm. Rydell's rides. And, uh, he owns like a, a shop, essentially a car shop yeah. and he like fixes cars for people. And in, in the initial part of the game, you're racing with this other friend of yours and she like kind of is being kind of shady eventually about like, Hey, I want to like try racing with other people. And I guess spoilers would be the first hour of this game, mm -hmm. but she kind of fucks it up and a bunch of people come into uh, Rydell's place and steal all of his cars, oh, your damn. car included. And like you, you aren't able to get back into the underground racing scene because you don't have cars and the recently elected mayor has cracked down on street racing. Classic. Got some footloose yeah. energy in there too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it, it skips two years into the future after that point, And you kind of have mm. to like build up from these terrible cars. Cause like this, the underground street scene is coming back and, uh, your old friend has your old car. She essentially stole it. Gotcha. So you're like it, it's, it's a goofy story. And like, I, again, I don't think they're going to be saying something profound, but like, it's not bad. I'm enjoying it. Like mm -hmm. anytime somebody comes on the radio to talk to me, I'm like, oh, well, what's going on? Yep. I hope some, some hot shit's going down. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Um, then all the cars dance with each other in front of the mayor at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, everybody, go fast. Get the gas. <laughs> um, that was pretty good. Thank you. So, yeah, it's 
I, I feel like this is the most fun or at least the most compelled I have felt to play a Need for Speed game in a long time. Hmm. I like really enjoyed them for a while. I think the first few were great. I loved Most Wanted. And obviously Underground was like a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I enjoy those games quite a bit too. So it's it's fun. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think it is a great turn your brain off and race kind of game. Hmm. In, a, in a sense, it is also really intense and like kind of fucking hard too. Ooh. Like it's not easy like to win that. the races. I really have to focus to like, okay, my brain might be off, but I am like, I really got to focus on reacting and like making sure I don't just slam into a car on oncoming traffic because it will slow you down a lot. Like the game like resets you. And and like mm-hmm. people just come flying by you. So it's not it's not easy. Anyway, I'm enjoying it. It's a good game. Solid. David, what have you been playing? Video games. I have been playing God of War still. I beat it. Yeah, you beat it. I don't want to say much about the story for spoilers, uh, yeah. but it was a good story. I enjoyed the ending. It's cathartic, I thought. Good mm-hmm. wrap up to everything with the Norse stories. Yeah, yeah. And I will say one other thing is that I got all the ravens and that felt pretty good. Wow. I did not get anywhere close to that in the first game. Capital I found G all those gamer. pesky little bastards. It was good. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot easier in this one, I think. They were, they were easier to find. But there were some that were a little sneaky, little sneaky birds. It is fun. I, I like the way that they did collectibles in this one because they marked them on the map of like, you have not gotten a raven here, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, I appreciate be that because see. I don't want to have to just traipse Hunt. around everywhere. I don't <laughs> yeah. got time for that. Just tell me no. where it is and I'll just go hit it. And then we're good. But really enjoyed that game. Yeah. I have also been playing Cyberpunk. Like oh my chase. God. <laughs> I can't like believe you. this. So, yeah, I, I watched the Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix. Oh, yeah, nice. I heard it was good. I enjoyed it. You were talking about how the game is just saying, like, hey, things fucking suck. That's kind of the end, end takeaway from the anime, yeah. but it was still fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to visit Night City for the first time after watching yeah. that. Uh, so, loaded up, there's a free trial on PlayStation right now for five hours. Not nearly right. as girthy as that... Uh, need for <laughs> 10 speed. hours 10 that's hours insane. man yeah. that's a lot um <laughs> but no it's 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 fun i really mm-hmm. i enjoy the I, I, and I, my experience is different than yours because I didn't play it when it first came out, so I didn't experience yeah. all the bugs. You know, I'm having a, I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, the the yeah. city seems alive and vibrant. You know, not, it's not like packed with people in a lot of places, but there's definitely some areas that are more dense than others. It makes sense where people are, right? Like, you're yeah, like, oh, exactly. there's more people here. That that checks out. Yeah, it's like there's more people milling about, like in like essentially the low income housing area, as opposed yeah. to like in the corpo area where there's just like a big square and everyone's just like in their office building yeah. or some shit. So yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fun. It's it works. I haven't encountered any bugs or glitches or things that seem weird that take me out of the experience. Yeah. Uh the gameplay is fine so far. I'm not like super enamored with the gunplay personally. Yeah. But yeah. And it's it's serviceable, and I don't think that, you know, similar to The Witcher, that's not necessarily why you're playing this game is for the combat. You're playing it for the story and the, the quality of the side missions and stuff like that. And that's, I think, yeah. really what people expected from a CD Projekt Red game mm-hmm. more than more than anything else. And also yeah. just options of how to interact and do things in the game. Yeah. And I think so far it's it's doing that for me. I think it looks pretty good. I like that I have the option to do ray tracing on my PS5. Yeah. I, I don't think that ray tracing is better than 60 frames per second for me. Uh, yeah. I, I, 60 I'm frames makes it feel mode, much man. more like a... Uh, <laughs> 
next gen experience than yeah, a higher resolution yeah. or or graphical fidelity for me um but man it does run pretty smooth at 60 it's hidden that yeah it's it hidden that great. sweet yeah. spot does i have had like no slowdown or anything like that which is really nice so i'm really enjoying this game so far don't have too much to say i'm only like an hour or so in so i'm still like knee deep in just all of the the tutorial essentially <laughs> yeah 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 um so that's a that's a fun one i'm looking forward to playing that more we'll see if it grabs me enough to throw down the cash for the full game it's only 50 bucks it's not crazy and i also after mm. playing god of war mm. i was thinking you know ooh, i want to hurt a little bit more okay All right. i want a little bit more pain <laughs> after after beating some bosses at the end there i'm like i need i need i need more of a challenge so you're playing max pain david <laughs> i'm playing dark souls remastered <laughs> oh wow the og the og remastered have, have you played this one before i played dark souls way back in the day when it first came out i got yeah. it off game pass not Game Pass, uh, Gamefly. Gamefly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gamefly, uh, the original Game Pass. It's kind of true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, physical physical edition Game Pass, Gamefly. Yeah. So I bought this game and I got past like the first level, the tutorial level, and I'm like, this yeah. game is too fucking hard. And sent it back. <laughs> I was not ready for Dark Souls back then. No, I, I had a similar experience where I, I don't know if I bought it or rented it. I may have had a similar kind of deal. Yeah, I did not get very far. And like, I remember putting a lot of time into it mm-hmm. and I, I wonder if that's like kind of a common experience because i feel like i talked to a lot of people who their first souls game didn't click i didn't understand how to play it i didn't understand no. how to level up or what to do or like the bonfires <laughs> there was a lot of text that i didn't really yeah. read thoroughly it was all very <laughs> confusing because it was such a new way of doing a yeah it's a very different game design action game right a third person action rpg now that i'm bloodied uh I, i'm ready for it <laughs> And after a couple yeah. of the bosses at the end there that uh, challenged me in God of War, but not like all the way that I really wanted to be. I'm yeah. like, okay, it's time to do this. Because I bought this game on sale uh, a couple months back, probably. Sure. Maybe yeah. more than that. And I've just been kind of sitting on it for a while until the, the fancy hit me. Mm-hmm. And the fancy hit me finally. It was time to do it. Time <laughs> to jump in. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying it. It's great. It's, good. it's a good game. Shocking. It's a lot of fun. It is, yeah. it is Dark Souls. It is like yeah. a baby version of Elden Ring. Much more condensed, but still deep and satisfying. And the core gameplay elements are there. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm having a thoroughly good time. I just got my ass kicked by some gargoyles. Uh, oh my so, god, dude! The gargoyles are fucked. That's was, a I, tough. That's a tough fight. I was kicking that first gargoyle's ass, and the other guys just and like, "All right, time for up. me to come." And now we're both yeah. gonna start spewing fire everywhere, and don't fall <laughs> off the top. So that was a little frustrating because I was also carrying like two thousand souls at the time, and I fucked it up. Should have should have gone back to the bonfire and just done it again. But now I gotta beat them. That is from soft, David. The only <laughs> option is to beat them, otherwise I'm losing those two thousand souls. So yeah, just gotta just gotta get good, as they say. It's a fun game. I, I, I like Dark Souls 1 a lot. It does hold up. I think like visually it's not incredible. It's not nearly as like pretty as like Elden Ring or even Dark no. Souls 3. Yeah. But like the game is there. Like the the, mm-hmm. the core part of like how the combat works and like how satisfying a lot of that stuff is, uh-huh. is like rock solidly there. Dodging feels good. It's great. Yeah. The combat feels good. The blocking is good. Right. Everything feels and reacts as it as it as it you want it to right for a satisfying yeah. experience it never feels like uh you get you're in the in, in a position where you feel like you should do something and it doesn't happen it's more just i'm out of position yeah. and i got hit i wasn't facing the right direction i didn't i i, I fucked uh, up yeah cued an attack when i shouldn't have touched anything because i was just spamming it really it really hammers you for <laughs> spamming after you roll yeah yeah it, it doesn't does not like that 
So it teaches you quick that you're. This is a precision game, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. The bosses are good. Still a great game. It's very Goodbye. cool. I I like the I like the world in that one quite a bit. Like the um a the lore is really good, but I really appreciate how the the literal levels are laid out. Um, mm-hmm. The game is just like wildly interconnected in ways that are like so much fun to you know be going down a path and it's like man I haven't seen a bonfire in a long time. Yep. You open up a door and it's like a place that you were 30 minutes ago. You've just like looped around somehow. Yeah. It's yeah. Very it definitely, good. definitely did to me. I was an undead burg. And then I came around yes. the other side to that bonfire I was at in the beginning. I'm like, how did I, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. How did this happen? But it happened. Um, it's really so yeah. great. I, I love those moments and they happen all throughout the game. So I think like that's a very cool part of it. No, it is great. Video games. Video games. I was just going to say one other quick thing or two other yeah. quick things about cyberpunk. The original cyberpunk game mm-hmm. released in 1988, a tabletop game, was yep. cyberpunk 2013. Uh-huh. The sequel was cyberpunk 2020. Wow. They knew something. 2020. Yeah, they did know something. Um, also, the originator of the cyberpunk world, Mike Pondsmith, is a alum of UC Davis. So I think Emily Alice wow. needs to rethink her rethink her position on the game. <laughs> yeah. Because she's, she's got to support her fellow Aggie. <laughs> Go Ags. Maybe it is a game that she'll know the words to. <laughs> and say the phrase <laughs> cyberpunk out loud. Which, like, yes, I get it. It's cringy to say the phrase cyberpunk. I agree. But, like... It's it's an it's an okay video game. I mean, just listen to I mean his his he had a dual degree in graphic design and behavioral psychology. Sounds mm-hmm. pretty pretty cringy. Yeah, man. <laughs> in, in a way to me. Hey, sorry would, anyone who's a dual major in graphic design and behavioral psychology. I would prefer to be cringy than pessimistic, David. I listen, I'm cringe mm-hmm. every day of my life, David. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. You're cringe every day of your life? That's not true. Oh man. Oh come on, dude. Come on, dude. <laughs> That's what, how are you cringy today? Let's hear it. Today, I put my dog in a pink hoodie and drove her over to a dog bar to hang out with other pugs, and she played, and it was a very good part of my day. Bro, that's just cool. That see, one man's cool is another man's cringe, David. Hopefully, okay. If you're gonna play that card, then yet everyone that's in the world is, is cringe. That's that's what I'm getting at, man. That's everyone's cringy. Is that what you're saying? Every- I'm saying we don't got to worry about being weird. Just be weird. And that's I'm still going to fight against the fact that what you did was not weird. It's I'm goofy. You. I'm fighting you on this one. It's goofy. It's goofy. goofy. Is it goofy to love a dog? A little. Love an animal? A little bit. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Fair enough. David, do you have something fueling your sense of pontimism this week? Yes, it's a deep character creator system. Oh, yeah. Man, the one in Cyberpunk has a lot of shit going on in there. Cyberpunk and Dark Souls. True, true. Both of you can make a real a real orcish creature in Dark Souls. You can create a true monster in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. And almost no matter what you do in Cyberpunk, your character's going to look kind of hot. It, yeah, most of the, the settings are just going towards like, that's a hot person that you've made. Just like, that's a sexy cyber person. I unfortunately made male V in this one uh, mm. when I started it. I, I've, I've seen clips of female V and I'm like, God damn it, the voice actress is doing a lot better than male V did. Sure. Not that he's bad, but like she's just selling it a little bit more. Yeah. I think male V comes off a little like mean mm. and like, I don't know, it just it doesn't happen as much with female V. But yeah, I wish I could change that. It's a little bit surprising to me that you can't do that more easily in cyberpunk. Change your sex? Yeah. That seems like something that like in a in a world where you can get blades attached to your arms, I feel like changing sex would not be that challenging. You can, uh, this is a critical piece of information. You can, when you finally unlock your like apartment and you can change your clothes, you can set 
an outfit that you always wear regardless of whatever you're equipping Mm -hmm. because like stats are attached to the like clothes at a certain point and like man some of them look so fucking dumb like it just looked like an absolute tool in those things yep so just, just like so what, aware. like wearing Yeezys or something like that? Uh, no, like the one that broke my camel's back was like, I had these big, like conservative, uh, Twitter profile picture, like glasses that go all around my head. <laughs> like and, the Oakleys? Yes, exactly. I had a pair of Oakleys on, um, a fedora, uh, short oh. shorts, purple short shorts and like a crop top. And like, so were you the, an incel? It was an incel who was trying out like the weirdest shit in his closet. <laughs> And there's also V in the background who's like trying to look like a tough guy mm-hmm. and like not in a cool, I'm wearing a crop top and short shorts kind of way. Like this is just the clothes that I found on the street kind of way. And sure. this is what I'm wearing right now. It wasn't cool and sexy. It was weird. And he looked uncomfortable in them. So I just like put him in a shirt that looked cool and jeans. Like, okay, I'll put you out of your misery, V. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good character creator. I love that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chase? Is there anything fulfilling your sense of optimism for the week? Yeah. Um, it's a bad car, David. I love a, a bad, bad car, car. In, a, in a game. You do love a good bad car. It's a, yeah. I love racing those terrible, terrible cars. I don't like the Bugatti part of a racing game. I like when they give me the worst shit. Yeah. That's really nice. Because we're it, all going, we're topping out at 50. And yeah. that's like it. <laughs> it's really great. So is there something about like the idea that there is more beyond this car that is enticing to you about it? That's like why yeah. a Bugatti is not. I was like, this is the top and I've finally caught the car. I'm a dog. I, fa- I caught the car and now I don't know what to do with it. I think that is partially it. That in, in the humble Civic is potential. Like you can tune it and make it really good. But it comes to you slow, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is a level one Dark Souls character. But you could get to <laughs> sure. level 20. And you uh-huh. could be, you could kick some ass. Like mm-hmm. in any RPG, I'm always pretty thrilled when I out level somebody and can just roll over them mm-hmm. in, in any Pokemon or something like that, where I roll up to a gym and I'm like 10 levels higher. That's not a bad experience for me. I kind of like that. Sure. And so similar thing applies to racing where like I could tune this and make it really fast and really good. But also I know what it feels like to drive a Civic in real life. And so <laughs> it's kind of a thrill to be like. I'm racing the thing that I race or that I drive, you know? Did you just admit to being a street racer, Chase? I didn't say nothing. It's not on It's not on microphone. What's Nobody your street race name? Let's hear it. My, my street racer name? Yeah. What's your handle? Uh, uh, Chast the Hedgehog is my street racer Chast name. Chast the Hedgehog? That just sounds like some weird <laughs> sonic porn where he's like strapped up or something. Wow. Chast. Chast the Hedgehog, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess I'll like have to change chast- my... Chast-itty. My... You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to go change my Instagram handle that has all the pictures of my cool cars. Oh no, <laughs> to something cooler. What's what's your what's your pitch for my street racing name, David? Speedy Chibi. Speedy Chibi. Oh yeah, strikes fear into the heart of my competitors. <laughs> if you if you asked me, I would have said Speedy D. So it is interesting Speedy that we both D. landed on speed. Mm. How about uh, all gas? Chase all gas. I'm cool with all gas, but it does make me sound like I have severe IBS. Chase all speed. Chase gas heart. Still farts. Chase gas um, heart. Chase, Chase speed heart. Speed heart I could get down with. That's that's sounding closer to cool. Closer to cool. Yeah. The Chase Albee story. <laughs> hey, do you want to move on to our main thing, David? Yeah, let's do it. 
it's good games. <laughs> it's a segment where we talk about the okayest games of yesteryear and gush all the things that we love about them. The game's so nice, we recorded it twice, David. Once again, we're back with... Magination, yep. the video game. We've already recorded this one, but Audacity said no, so... Sure, sure did. Specifically to Chase. <laughs> yeah, run it back, everybody. Um, this one was suggested by uh, listener Zeno. Thank you, Zeno, for this one. Mm -hmm. This was a fun game and one that I had literally never heard of until the very moment that... Uh, they suggested it. I had no clue it ever existed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I think we, we talked about this last time, but the sales numbers were critically low. It sold a like hundred thousand copies. Yeah. yeah. Not much. So it's nothing. I'm not, not surprised that neither of us had really run into this one before. Seems like a, a bit of a deep cut, which I appreciate. I wonder if this is like a collector's item game. I wonder how much a physical, physical copy goes for. Uh, David, I bet I can tell you right now. Let's see it. Hot stats. It is a little preamble to the hot stats hot stats origins <laughs> this is hot stats requiem <laughs> so an unopened copy of magi nation mm -hmm. is on ebay currently listed for 450 dollars whoa okay that's a, a lot. lot of money it is it is sealed though which is pretty surprising like it's never ever been opened can i hit you with the real hot stats now dude yes please cool please. hot stats hot stats so Imagination came out March 13th of 2001. I, I wrote that down and I feel like last time I looked that was not correct. Like when I was like just on the Wikipedia. Uh -huh. So it came out, yeah, in North America in 2001, uh, in Japan for the Game Boy Advance in 2002. Uh, so there's a little bit of a delay between it coming out here uh, because this was an American game release. It was developed in, uh, in Seattle, we read last time. That's right. Down in Pioneer Square, they were making Imagination, which is pretty neat. I like that. Hometown Heroes. Neat. Neat. <laughs> just, just, just for context, Pokemon Red came out in 1996, mm -hmm. and then the GBA came out in 2003. So this is like kind of towards the end of the Game Boy Color's life cycle. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Pokemon was out, I think, on not on Game Boy Color, but just sort of contextually to show you like where games were at as far as handheld development goes, it was yeah. then, which is wild. Like I think Halo came out in 2001 as well. So like it's a lot of wild stuff is going the contemporaries on. Contemporaries are yeah, out there. Big yeah. names. Yeah. Uh, this was made by Interactive Imagination, which mm. uh, we did sort of some off-the-cuff research when we were recording this last time, and I think this is also the group of people who made the card game. It yeah. seems like the same company made the tradable card game, which is what Magi Nation is or was originally, mm -hmm. and uh, they also seem to made the game, which is why there is also a very small amount of information about the people who made it. On the internet, uh, Interactive imag Imagination I cannot mm -hmm. find that they made any other video games. So I think this is the only one. They're actually the Illuminati. They're actually the Illuminati. So it's great. It's great. They're, they're a cool company who is the mm -hmm. Illuminati and that's it. Um, <laughs> and that's all we have to say about it. That's all. Redacted. So uh, yeah, I, I think the only thing that I had noted was that there's this dude named Patrick Mahan who uh, worked as a producer and director and Game Boy artist on this one uh, that would eventually go on to work on things like Eastward, the game that came out in 2021. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he was involved in like the, the game engine part of that development. Mm -hmm. But other than that, the people who are listed on like the credits in Moby Games is where I'm pulling some of this information from. Uh, they're on no other things. So either uh, they had never worked on a game before or they didn't afterwards. So um, I think wow. it was a lot of people who were new to the medium. Yeah. 
Just which like, oh, I might as well make a, take my hand and make a video game. Why <laughs> yeah, not? Yeah, fuck it. Which is so bizarre. It's hard to make a fucking video game. So I'm surprised that yeah, somebody absolutely. or so many people with seemingly limited experience were able to do it. They did a commendable job of this was really their, their like, That's... just them cutting their teeth, honestly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the game itself is very bizarre and weird, which we can get into. But like a lot of it's pretty good. Like it's funny and the music is really good and the mm -hmm. visuals are pretty good. Like grid, grid. It's good. Is this the, is this the cousin of Krongus? This is the cousin of Krongus. This is Krongus too. Grid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a review from <laughs> Gaming Target, a, a outlet that reviewed Magi Nation. Um, there were very few reviews of Magi Nation, shockingly, and this is one of them. I have taken this review and mangled it with Google Translate, uh, mm -hmm. running it from one language into another a number of times until eventually arriving back in English. So, uh -huh. Fat, let's take a listen to what they had to say after I've destroyed it. Gaming Target said, Maji Jotty is another minigame. This is better because customers are often invisible. Your problem is not a lack of experience. Your visual quality and music make up for it. Unfortunately, his mission, which involves collecting and fighting demons, is not an easy one. Maji Jati is a great example of a Western RPG developer trying to take the 21st century RPG genre and make it into his image. 92 out of 100. I forgot there was so much Jesus in this one. There was a lot of there. I mean, it also checks out because the Maji Jati reminds me of Bene Gesserit from Dune. Whoa, David. Jesus. And that's like the weird cult, or like not cult, but religious sect, isn't it? Right? I think so. I... David, your recall is worlds ahead of mine, so I am willing to believe you <laughs> with your lore knowledge. I love me some lore. What can I say? It's 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 this like perfect combination of you enjoying lore and also being able to store it in your brain in a way that is also accessible. Like I have read through it's the entire. Percolated. It's always there. I've read through mm -hmm. so many wikis of like the entire story of a game, and like I have no memory of it. There's nothing in there. I cannot tell you what that game was about. You know the la le lu le lo. Listen, Metal Gear Solid, another question. I can recite everything <laughs> about that. But like, I have read through all of the Halo wiki before. I, I couldn't tell you. I have no fucking clue. Mm. And that, that lore is kind of a convoluted mess sometimes. It is. But it's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. It is cool. There mm -hmm. was a, like a civil war at some point, I think, with like the jackals and the elites, which I wish I remembered more about. There it is. Well, there's people who are actually big people earlier. Mm. Mm. <laughs> giants people all used to be big like master chief yeah and then they got genetically shrunk. neutered shrunk low guys did you know that i sure didn't i read it yeah. i'm sure and i don't remember it david mm -hmm. um could you tell me what magi nation is david magi nation is mm -hmm. a top-down deck building yes monster collecting mm -hmm. rpg let's go turn-based rpg yeah. yeah. I don't know why that one was so exciting. <laughs> You're like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of buzzwords for you, Chase. Let's be, let's be real here. De card building, deck building is like, whoa. Okay. Now I like, like this. All right. Yeah. So you are Tony Jones, Tony AKA Jones. Bony Phones. Wasn't that it? <laughs> yeah. Whatever the, phones? The, the joke was at the beginning phony, of the game. Phony Bones. Phony Bones. Phony Bones. That's phony it. Bones. Phony yeah. phones, phony bones. And you are essentially peer pressured into transporting yourself to an <laughs> alternate dimension, which is quite an interesting way to get to an alternate dimension if there is even a, a normal way to get to an alternate dimension. Yeah, your friends are like roasting you for not going into the alternate dimension. They don't realize it's that, but they're like, go into the cave, dude. Yeah. And you do that because peer pressure. Uh, and then you are a young child in this like ma magic and monsters world. 
Yeah. And you get accosted by some two orcs early on. <laughs> yeah. And get saved by a sexy wizard later. And yeah, you're just, you're, you're going through, it's a, it's a coming of age story, really. Uh, mixed in with the ability to battle uh, with monsters that are like stuck in these crystals in this world mm-hmm. uh, and you can play four monsters against four monsters at once i think so yeah and, that's how many cards are like available on the on the playing field yeah and you have some Yu-Gi-Oh elements to it too as in you have to beat the monster that your opponent has and then you attack them directly right. to win and you can also do spells yourself as mm-hmm. as the player so your monster can attack and you can attack too if you got yeah. the the points for it yeah but yeah it's pretty fun i i, I enjoyed it do you have anything else to add to that oh, yeah, i think that's a pretty good summarization of what what it is that's pretty much it it is i, I think the biggest thing i felt while playing it was was Oh ish and also like hearthstone e reminds yeah. me of playing through hearthstone no abs- absolutely it has you know that dna is in there yeah it's an interesting game i had never heard of this. And so mm-hmm. it was fascinating to play like one of these games that see- is seemingly pretty well thought out. Like the game is well made. And so it's bizarre to go back and play something that's like that well crafted that I had never even heard of. Mm-hmm. And like mostly enjoy it. You you had mentioned this when we recorded this last time, but like the game is pretty funny, which is it shocking is. on a Game Boy. It's cute and endearing. Yeah, it's 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 so hard to pull off humor in a lot of mediums, but I feel like games especially is pretty tough Mm -hmm. and even in a game where it's not like voice acted it's just text and then you have to like be physically humorous in the like sprites that you have the sprites and like how quickly it switches between the the two characters Mm -hmm. right so like you have to have the timing there yeah correct which is interesting it's hard to do like i I can't imagine that that's an easy thing to do or like especially if you're QA testing it or if you've seen it a million times, like how do you get the comedic timing of like when to switch to another text box? Right. That's tough. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I I like, I think that was the first thing that was apparent to me was like, Oh, this, this seems like the writing is pretty funny. Like there's somebody who is funny that is making this game. Yeah. Or at least someone, yeah. Who enjoys, you know, I mean, it's like, it's kid humor, right? Where it's just like goofy and silly, Yeah. but it does that well. And it doesn't get obnoxious with it which i think Mm. is impressive you know it's always just enjoyable it's fun that's true it's it's pretty easy to be like kind of grating childish humor you know like exactly there's a very fine line between like spongebob and something much worse you know (laughs) what's spongebob and dark spongebob what's what's dark spongebob it's dark souls it's dark spongebob dark souls that's it's, it's in the s the s spongebob cinematic universe scu s3 <laughs> it's in the s3 program the selection for solid snake or s- selection for societal what the fuck is it s3 <laughs> selection societal selection silliness S3, the system sol- the solid snake simulation god damn that game <laughs> That game, the last like two hours of that game was oh like, my God. what the fuck is going? like the, the plot was just like a ping pong ball going back and forth. Yeah. Selection for societal sanity. Sanity. Yeah. This video game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun in that way. I think like the, the mechanics of the actual battling is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It, uh, reminds me of parts of inscription that I think are really cool. Like, uh, the, the sort of like lane portion of that. Uh-huh. Um, inscription does more with it, but it, it just reminds me of like the four card layout sort of thing, which also I, I think just makes me appreciate inscription a little bit more than I already had. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's pulling from a lot of different kinds of card games 
Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm happy to see that Yu-Gi-Oh has influenced more than just Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, like it's true. I wasn't crazy about the show. I wasn't a big Yu-Gi head, but like, um, well, when did Yu-Gi-Oh come out? It was, I think, shortly after Pokemon. It was still kind of in that era of like Digimon and shit, like late '90s. I think so. 1999. Yeah. So, I, like, I wasn't nuts about it, but I did. I think the card game was pretty interesting, and they came out with like a lot of video games that did it pretty solid, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. And so I was happy to see that like that made it out of that era because I could easily have just, you know, died there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like, it, I think you were right to point out that this was very Pokemon-y in the collection aspect of it. Like you're collecting monsters and battling monsters and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but it's not as physical, right? Like you just have them in these cards. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that there are games that took a different approach to that, especially having played a lot of like, I played Koromon this year, I played Temtem this year, which are all like so specifically like we would like to do uh, the old style Pokemon, but better. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to see when that was not taken as a, an assumption, when Pokemon success wasn't taken as an assumption. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, we would also like to be the most successful media franchise of all time. You know, like, we, we also yeah. want to do a Pokemon. We um, could, they, they, they weren't so uh, ubiquitous at no, the time. The people, no. people were taking a swipe at the throne. Yeah, not at all. And so, like, it's cool to see that run with kind of different ideas of, like, Here's what collecting monsters could look like. Here's what collecting cards could look like. And I feel like it took a while for games to really like recoup and be like, yeah, we're still we're still into card games in video games. Honestly, I think a lot of that was a UI problem. I feel like it's really tough to do card battlers on like a controller really well. You know, it just works so much better with a mouse and keyboard or just a mouse really just point and click and send things onto the board. It's just way easier. Yeah, it's more natural. Or on a touchscreen phone for Marvel Snap. Dropping the Marvel Snap knowledge right now, huh? God, David. Did they just started a new season. <laughs> I'm all in there. <laughs> so what does that do? Just more things to unlock? Um, yeah, there's like a a a big new card that they will introduce every... It's, the season is every month. So like the beginning of every month, they'll start a new one. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this month is Silver Surfer, who uh, I think he, on reveal... Will give all other three cost cards plus two attack. Whoa, which is a lot. And so you, you, you're a seeing lot. a lot more decks that are like built around only having three cost cards in them. Mm-hmm. Just you play Silver Surfer at the end. Just boom. You could do Silver Surfer. I see that. You could toss uh, Wong down before it, so your on reveal things happen twice. Oh, or anything like that. So I like this game. I think it is very fun. I'm probably just going to watch like a playthrough of it. Like I was noticing I was watching some like playthroughs of people doing this game and like they're much faster at this game than I am. Like I was doing a lot of experimentation trying to figure out like what exactly I need to do and like, you know, different like layouts and cards and shit like that. And somebody's just rolling through this game. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably an easier time for me at this point. Yeah, fair. I don't, I, I enjoy it. I don't feel the need to go and like play the whole thing. I could totally see how if this was a game that I owned on the GBC, this would have been something I played a lot of. This is very much a Chase Albi game, I think. This is Absolutely. a big Chase game. Like a great sense of world, good good mm-hmm. sense of place, a neat mechanic, obviously cards. Fun music, lots of good music, I thought. <sighs> My goodness, the music in this game. And they came hard on the music. I would love to play you <laughs> the music for the shop, David. I love the shop music. It goes so hard. That's what it reminds me of. It reminds me so much of uh, Shovel Knight. Yes, yeah. Well, the music is really driving. Mm-hmm. Like it is pushing you in a way. Absolutely. So good. 
<laughs> like, what do you, yeah. what do That's you want a great little John. Oh, I think Quest was really good. This is like the most Questy soundtrack I've ever mm-hmm. heard. That's questing music. That's good. Walking through some tall grass with my fur rock. <laughs> and my ugger. Yeah. Right. It does. It really does a good job. Yeah. I like that a lot. Let's see. Let's, let's get one more. What do you think here? Curious Mischief. Now. Villainy. A lot of good names. A lot of good names. Interested in Morag. Oh, I said this is bad guy music. Oh, for sure. Mmm. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, that's I bad. See it. That's bad guy music 101. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I am spooked. I appreciate the slow layering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> It just keeps going. Yeah. It goes hard. Excuse me? <laughs> All right. I, I was not, not expecting this. to listen to this much of it, to be honest. We suddenly got, like, blast beats in the background. <laughs> so into this. We only got five seconds left. Where's this gonna go? <laughs> Just sudden end. Sudden end. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. That was wow. so good. Good music. Morag. You're right. It definitely sounds like Shovel Knight. Obviously, just like the palette, the the I guess music palette, the synthesizer they use. <laughs> yeah, the sounds. <laughs> Um, yeah. sound the timbre. Uh, very, very undertale to me too, which, you know, makes undertale sense. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect mm. this game of all the like original games that had this type of music though yeah. to sound so advanced. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really weird. Like again, for a team of people who seemingly didn't have a ton of game development experience, they kind of crushed it with their soundtrack. Yeah, they did really well. There was someone in there who's like, I do this game company stuff, but I really yeah. had a degree in, uh, music music yeah. composition yeah a lot of it's not just like this is the most basic shit you've ever heard it's like there's some stuff going on in there there's definitely yeah there's it's there's melody counter melody some key, some key changes yeah yeah it's great good stuff so good wow i'm into this game i thought it was pretty good i enjoyed it it was it was fun it was silly it was entertaining it was uh just a, it's just an easy play and i really love yeah. the guy who was hulk hogan <laughs> yeah absolutely the characters are pretty good in this game i i liked a lot of the like people they were introducing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely it was a, a, a fun play a fun play it's worth it's worth a try if any of those things sound interesting to you i know that like the game visually does look kind of basic especially like yeah. i think game boy advanced games have aged so well like just the pixel art looks so damn good but like yeah looks clean i think the the G- Game Boy Color and Game Boy games, like some of them look okay, and I think this one's like right on the precipice of being just like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Also, I think like 
this is one of those games that was almost certainly intended to be played on the resolution that the Game Boy Color had. And so by yeah. playing it on like a Steam Deck, it looks a little bit not like it's intended to. Blown out. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the pixel art is intended to be played at that resolution. So your brain kind of fills in the details rather than like, why does mm -hmm. the orc look like that? <laughs> what is wrong with that poor orc? Yeah, but still, it's it, I think it's a really fascinating game to play, especially if you like deck builders. I think there's a lot of fun deck building stuff here. It like takes a while. I will say the tutorial takes a while to like get into the game. There's a lot to learn. A lot yeah. of text you have to read. Which which can be a little bit daunting, especially like trying to navigate a UI on a Game Boy Color, but it's it's still good and I think it ends up paying off. Plus, during all of that, it's still funny and fun, which really, really helps. Mm -hmm. It's still very charming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, charming is I think what this game does best. Yeah, for sure. In in a way that like a kid's a, a kid's cartoon can be, you know. Absolutely, it's like a, it's like playing a kid's show, which is interesting because the kid's show of this game came later, like six years or so later. <laughs> yeah, actually made very, a show. Very bizarre. I would have ex like definitely expected it to be the inverse that the show would come first. But did maybe, the game come before the Pokemon show? I know the card game came first. I think the card game was the first thing that came out with Pokemon, um, and I think the show was sort of after that. And then the game. I feel like the game may have come out really shortly before the show. Um, the first Pokemon series comes out in English, uh, nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Okay. On the Pokemon game, first one comes out nineteen ninety six, February nineteen ninety six in uh, Japan. So game first. The game first. The game first. That's fascinating. That is not the answer I would have expected. Same year. I'm surprised but too, but yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting that they yeah. that's what the that's what they started with. Yeah. Game company first, and then the the show is just marketing. But yeah, regardless, within the same sort of like couple of years, it's all hitting at the same time. Whereas, yeah, I think the Magi Nation show comes like a fair bit later. I feel like we saw that it was like in the mid 2000s was when it was running. Took a while. Yeah, yeah. took a while. Fun game, though. I wonder if the show is any good. I watched a little bit of it. Oh, really? It was fine. It wasn't <laughs> bad. It was not, I would say, like super good. It was yeah, just, you weren't, it was, weren't crazy it was about it. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It was perfect for good games. Um, well, yeah. So, so uh, hey, so, you know, thanks for your suggestion. This is a fun game. I liked this one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for telling us about Magi Nation. Rare, yeah. A rare game. Sim uh, uh, my simple and clean feelings here. I feel like there's not a lot of complication with my feelings towards Magi Nation. <laughs> simple and clean is the <laughs> they main just way. just are. So the way you're making me feel tonight. Yeah. You oh, know? That's some little, put a little Kingdom Hearts in there. I had a really cursed thought the other day of... What? You know, the we've been doing sort of a series on Metal Gear Solid and we're, our next one is three, I think, that we'll eventually uh -huh. tackle. Uh-huh. Do we just do Kingdom Hearts next? Do we, do we do God, game? dude. It probably is the other game we talk about the most on here. I think so. Like, I feel like that's sort of what, what drove our first choice to do the, like, Metal Gear Solid series was, like, we just talk about it all the fucking time. That, yeah. Like, it makes sense. I did just play three recently. So maybe, yeah, you're good on that one. You've I'm good on that it. one. We can do, I, I'd go back and play Kingdom Hearts 1. I think, aren't they like all available on like the PlayStation? I think so. And like they're Kingdom Hearts 1.23457878. Kingdom Hearts 3.14. Remix, Redux, Requiem with for a Dream. <laughs> yes, exactly. Maybe, maybe that eventually. Who knows? If um, we're feeling wild one day, why not? I, I know. Plus like, I could totally I could just play, to do it to him one time. <laughs> I could definitely just play through Kingdom Hearts. I feel like that's a game that I could just kind of poke at for a while. Yeah, I, although there are some spots I remember getting frustratingly stuck in in the first yeah. game, especially. Is there difficulty in that clear. game? Could you turn the it difficulty was, down? I would never got stuck combat wise. It was just yeah. like I don't know what to do. What to do? Yeah, for sure. That, that happened quite a bit. 
and I still that still carried through to Kingdom Hearts three. It was great, the real ex- <laughs> real experience the there. Critical part of the game design. Authentic. Oh man, I want to play through the Colosseum again so badly. Oh man, can you can you do what you, what childhood you did, Jace? Can you beat Sephiroth? I forget if I did. I did in one of them. I don't think I did it in one and two. I feel like you beat the one that's like in the field, not in the Colosseum. Yeah, like beat, I, you have to fight all those heartless and then you can get to them or something like that. I think so, which is two. And so I think that might, you might be right there. I don't know if I did it in the first one. You weren't bloodied enough in Kingdom Hearts 1. No. You have to no. go level up a little bit. Anyway, Imagination, good game. Good game. Hey, you know what we do in the outro. We're going to do it so quick and so right. If you want... Are you gonna t- should I time you? Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do that at podtimism.com. Uh, there you can find links to Twitter or our email or a place to listen to the podcast or um, David's given me the wrap it up sign. <laughs> or you can see what games we've played. Or if you want to suggest one, we can do that there. We've got a... We will get to all of these, I promise. We do have some suggestions, uh, which we will play all of them. So get ready, everybody. Mm-hmm. If you want to help with the podcast, you can do two things. One is to tell a friend, which is the probably more effective way to do it. Just like shouting it out on whatever sort of platform you prefer or in person or whatever. It uh, genuinely helps us grow. That is the pretty much the only way I've seen it work. So the, yeah, that's the thing you can do. You can also leave a review on some sort of podcatcher, whether that's Appy Podcast or Spotify or whatever. Um, so there's that. Hey, scout out of the week. Hi, scout. scout Thank out. you, scout. You've done such great work on our podcast art. If you want to see what kind of art she does, that is ko-fi.com slash humble goat. Check her out. Also, finally, listener, thank you for listening. Uh, we deeply yeah, appreciate you. Uh, you spending your minutes here with us because there are a billion video game podcasts, but you chose to stay with this one right now. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Content re- re- out there. Yeah, really appreciate you hanging around uh, and allowing us to uh, try to be a bright spot on your day. So mm-hmm. thank you. We genuinely very appreciate it. Do you have any gaming wisdom? Time. <laughs> One minute and 33 mm. seconds. That feels about right. 90 seconds feels online. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. We could definitely trim the fat, but like that that feels like a good pace. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. I, in high school, I used to run a one-minute outro. That's no big deal. <laughs> oh, God. I know. I really slowed down in my old age. Yeah, dude. Just don't my, have the chops I used to. My podcast knees aren't what they used to be. Just start stumbling over my lips. They're just not. In, they're just not in game shape. <laughs> David, do you have any gaming wisdom for us? I mean, yeah, of course. Always, always back up. Always back it up. Oh my god, that's that's always. life advice right there. That's not even game advice. That's just life yeah. advice. Back it up. Back up your fucking files, ma'am. Back your stuff up. Yeah, probably my my video game advice for the week is, uh, you know, the world is really tough right now, but it's not all that bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> interesting compared to cyberpunk oh yeah i mean compared to cyberpunk it's 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 wondrous but it, it still sucks still most worse, a lot right? of shit but it's not the hellscape that cyberpunk is <laughs> i guess my point being is that we were talking about how cyberpunk is very yeah. much rooted in just looking at how terrible everything is yeah things are awful right now but just try to still find those glimmers of of good in things and don't let just the twitter sphere and 
all the yeah. the mainstream media just <laughs> amplify all the terrible things or just play final fantasy 7 if you want that explained to you in game form Ooh, there you go or deus ex human revolution did they say that i don't remember what that game was like saying you don't remember the end of the game not at all where the end of the game was pretty much the the, the like news anchor who's like giving you all this information throughout the whole game is actually like mm-hmm. this and that she's like this out in the middle of the fucking ocean and you have to go oh there God. and decide whether you like you don't remember that dude i i was so <laughs> chud like at that at that very moment in my gaming career that was a great ending i loved it it was like that was core i'm choosing ashley as my romance era that's what i'm saying that is that is strike one and two time. against you still chase <laughs> i think that's you were f- on thin yeah. ice now my my guy i like i was not interrogating video games in like what they were saying at all i was just like uh, let me shoot mechanics dude like that's all i need <laughs> yeah no that that game was saying some that that game as you say was capital s saying something might be worth a uh a play a playback for you chase i think so i liked it at the time so why not it's a great game it's, it's a great good. game hey good night gamers i hope you have a really great rest of your day or night or if this is the last thing you're listening to before uh, you go to bed sleep well have a good sleep good night good night good night sweet dreams nighty night <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to the next episode <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> goodbye see ya Bye.